Juggling motherhood and modern day life can be stressful and relentless, but it doesn't need to be this way. The Joy of Being podcast is the answer to maternal mental health, bringing sustainable relief and calm to hardworking mums everywhere so that you, your family and work can thrive. My name is Marina Pearson and I'm your host, transformational coach and mum who loves to interview business owners, transformational professionals, and creatives to have insightful conversations about what it takes to really live a life that is thriving, fulfilling, and full of joy. So in the next coming weeks, I have decided to launch a coronavirus series in which I'll be bringing on amazing guests to talk about these uncertain times and how even in uncertainty, there can be an amazing opportunity for us to thrive. Now, that may sound weird, especially if you're seeing markets tumble, especially if you've got people around you that are suffering because of the the virus, uh, and maybe even if because you are scared of your business coming to a halt. Whatever it is, the fears that you have and the panic that you may be feeling, then this series is going to really help with that. I felt really compelled to bring this into uh, my awareness, but also into the awareness of you, the listener. So with that in mind, I'm super excited to be launching this series and for us to create a different conversation to the one that's being had in the media. Not to say that this isn't important, not to say that we're not entering into difficult times, but to say that there is and there are other ways of viewing it other than the panic and the fear that's being brought to the table. So if you are feeling that and you know you're, you are being affected by the coronavirus through your business, through your finances, through your health, then these are going to be incredible conversations to be tuning into. And if you know of anybody in that situation, then please, please, please do share the episodes with them. Enjoy. And on today's show, I have invited Mandy Spray. Mandy is a colleague and a health and well-being coach and someone I met about seven years ago and I've always been inspired by her. When I reached out to her, I actually didn't know that we were going to be talking about the coronavirus and how staying calm and having common sense is actually the best way to deal with any uncertainty and chaos. We spoke about her take on it. We spoke about how we can move through this period of time without panicking, without fear, and actually how that can serve us so much more than uh, buying into the panic and fear that is felt. That's not to belittle anybody that's experiencing that, but more to say that there is another way. I understand that we can feel the fear as I have throughout this time, but also realize that common sense and calm is another way in which we can approach this. So if you are in that state of fear, if you are in that state of panic, then this is going to be an amazing episode for you to possibly see it in a different way and to see it in a way which can actually make more sense to you than the way that you're seeing it at the moment enjoy exactly. welcome everybody um and on today's show i have mandy spray i met mandy uh oof, seven years ago now i think isn't it mandy probably probably was yeah gosh uh on the clarity program um run by jamie smart uh, that was kind of the start of, of of an ongoing journey with the understanding that there is a th- common thread throughout all of the podcast episodes and and Mandy came to mind and I just thought, okay, let me reach out and see where she's at. We haven't spoken for quite a long while. 
so Mandy, welcome. Hello. <laughs> nice to be here. It has been a while, actually. Mm. And, and you, yeah, you just kind of contacted me, I think, last week, and it was like, yeah, this would be really nice to catch up and see where we're at, see what's happening in this weird world we live in. Weird world at the moment. We live in at the moment. <laughs> yeah, totally. The coronavirus and I know. all sorts of other things like oil prices just taking a tumble and everybody going into panic and state of fear and God knows what else. So mm. I did a, I did a, um, I did a video on this yesterday, just saying, look, it's happening, but we can take yeah. it ourselves. Like there is absolutely the self-correcting system. And even, even the economy is a self-correcting system. Even the coronavirus is a self-correcting system. Mm. You know, we're overpopulated. Mm. I, I, I know, know. exactly. But yeah, know. no, I'm with you on that. Yeah. And it's funny because I watched um, a couple of weeks ago, I watched, so I trained as a homeopath many years ago, don't practice as a homeopath now, but still love homeopathy. Doing the teaching, he just kind of reminded me that we don't need to treat the symptoms, we treat the vital force, which in other languages use universal energy, our innate well-being or nature. That's the bit that we want to nurture and love and settle into. And it's almost like that's kind of reflects where I've been going the last couple of years. It's becoming a lot simpler. Um, I'm so good at complicating things. Like we all are. <laughs> I get, you know, attracted by the latest course or the latest whatever, and off I go. And I forget. And it's all it's all natural. But when I'm reminded, actually, this is really is look within. And that's a phrase that didn't make any sense to me years ago. But now I see it as stillness. Just sit quietly, Mandy. Just see what comes to me. So I'm curious, something that just really comes mm. to mind that's quite fresh is, um, what is your take on this whole coronavirus thing, actually? We might just even go into a conversation about Yeah, 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 cool. Well, as, as you will know, it, it, my take on it really depends on whatever thinking I've got going on in the moment. So <laughs> I can be slightly overwhelmed by it and think, oh, maybe this is the biggie. Maybe this is the one that's going to wipe out, you know, human beings. And maybe that's the right thing. So I can go into that. But my, I suppose my natural state is, is one of just gentle watchfulness. So I'm just kind of alert, but not panicking. Um, the only thing I've hoarded is I've filled my car with petrol. So if I do need to go and get my daughter from uni, <laughs> I can do that. Um, I do see the coronavirus probably as a symptom of... of a, Human as human beings, what we've been doing, it's just it kind of represents the whole social media, the way that we're so affected by other people's opinions. We look outside of ourselves to get information. We look outside of ourselves to feel fear and also to feel settled. I think they're probably a virus, and there is a virus that's out there at the moment, along with loads of other viruses. But apart from that, I don't know. And I, I'm okay when I realize I don't know. Um, so I can go into fear or watchfulness, but most of the time I'm just getting on with life. And I mean, I wash my hands anyway. Um, I buy toilet rolls anyway. Um, I went into London last week, last Friday, and we went for a meal. We went to a show and London was as normal. Um, it feels more when we're sort of sat listening to the news or watching the TV that we can get freaked out about it. Mm. But I also see it as a 
it's sad, really, that, that a symptom of our absolute disconnection with each other, but also with nature. And of course, a lot of, well, I think it is the fact that we, uh, we don't spend a lot of time in nature. We kind of don't understand how we are of nature. We are part of nature, not apart from it. So we get a lot of our um, healing, a lot of our nurturing through other mediums like TV, film, um, we don't spend a lot of time in nature. And we it's almost like we're, I don't know if this will make sense, we're kind of breaking some of the good old universal laws. We're doing things that aren't natural. So, for instance, the idea of, I, I don't know, in, in China, it's talking about live animals with dead animals and the way we're eating is just quite bizarre sometimes. So we're doing things that, that we're living in unnatural lives. And because of that... I think unnatural events are happening, like some of the new viruses. That's kind of, and it's pointing us back, I think, to living as natural a life as possible. I'll tell you just a silly story. The other day I was thinking, so I don't have dairy, and I was enjoying coconut milk. And I was thinking, well, that's not kind of a natural product for me. It's, fly, it's coming from who knows where in the world. It's like, okay, I don't really need coconut milk almond milk i'll go for almond milk and it was like well actually that comes from california and takes up so much water takes up so much of the natural resources <clears throat> so it was like oh, oat milk that feels more natural sorry <clears throat> and i got to the point where i think well actually why do i need milk at all so it was almost like going back to actually what do i need not what do i want mm. but what do i need what fits with who i am and that's been sort of showing up for me in my diet. My diet's become a lot more natural. It's become more natural rather than me trying to fix it. So that's a long way away from the coronavirus. But I think it's it's kind of inevitable. I think the information we're given is so confusing. Um, but it's also natural for any species to have these kind of sweeps of almost like culling. I don't know if this is going to go out, but it almost feels like, well, it's natural. It's not make any sense at all. It does. And I, you know, what I'm, what I'm really hearing this week is self-correcting system. There was um, a mentor of mine talking about this um, self-correcting system in the market. So, as you know, and as everybody that's listening, the markets have taken a massive tumble. Yeah. And I've just seen 40K just wiped off my balance sheet just in a couple of weeks. Now, I could go into massive fear and panic around that. And I go, oh, that's interesting. Oh, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, what? And sometimes I'm like, okay, this is a blip. That At some point, this will change. And I've got a few more years to go. So, you know, I'll be looking yeah. back 18 months' time and probably going, well, that was a blip because this has happened in history so many times. Absolutely. We forget that we can't, we're not future predictors. We can, we can try really hard and we do that. We try and imagine what life will be like and we can't actually. That's not one of our skills. No. But also, I think going back to the, I love that the self-correcting system. So look at ourselves as organic beings. So we have these physical bodies that are amazing. And when they start to adapt by us maybe having a cough or a sore throat or something, we try and interfere and we try and stop that happening rather than supporting our bodies and nurturing them. And maybe it might be as simple as getting some good sleep 
and some better hydration rather than trying to suppress everything. It's like, I don't like this, so I'm going to suppress it. I don't like this, I'm going to suppress it. It's like, no, just just let things happen. Trust has been a biggie for me lately, but also, which is to me is the same as a self-correcting system. And this is also a little bit of a self-correcting system. And I'm not belittling anything that, you know, if anybody's listening that's being affected by this and if you're Absolutely. and if you are in these countries that somehow um, I can imagine, like I'm not in any of those countries. I live in Spain and, um, well, Madrid's pretty much on lockdown at the moment. Is it? Yeah, so a lot of the schools have shut down um, and and and. But point being, I guess, is is that we can either go into the hysteria or we can look upon it with a little bit of curiosity and going, okay, well, this is interesting um, because we are overpopulated. Mm-hmm. Um, there aren't enough resources, and I'm not saying, well, yeah, hey, let's celebrate. I'm just, I'm just looking on in a way to just make more of a common sense sense of this, whereby if we look at nature, it also has a self-correcting system. So why wouldn't there be a self-correcting system, you know, among us human beings, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, and maybe just maybe it's an evolution of our bodies in a way to have to fight these sorts of weird and wonderful viruses, new ones that show up um, mm-hmm. to wake us up to the fact that, 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 you know, we need to look after our immune systems. We need to make sure that we're looking after our health. Yeah. Can't just rely on fast food and processed stuff. I don't know. How do you, what, what's your, I don't know. Just sort of. <laughs> yeah, no. Absolutely. And, and this friend and I, so I was explaining to you that we set up a social enterprise called Simply Support that's about supporting people with their health and well-being. And we recorded a podcast over the weekend that wasn't about the coronavirus. It was about the immune system, but it, obviously it was in response to the coronavirus. And saying things like our immune system is a self-correcting system. That's what it's designed for. And it knows what it's doing and it will adjust and it will you know, move things around to keep us in, well, homeostasis or to keep us in a really good, as far as possible, a good kind of healthy state. Now, one of the things the immune system doesn't like is, or not doesn't like, responds to is adrenaline. If we're in a state of fear, the immune system has to be really busy coping with that. Yeah. which immediately takes some of its attention away from the natural kind of cell rebuilding and the natural kind of health building. And it's just, it's so simple. We think it's complicated, but actually it's so simple. The more simple and settled we feel, then the healthier our body's going to be and more able to respond to viruses, which are all, I mean, how many thousands are out there? I don't know. But we're constantly taking in viruses and germs and we're constantly dealing with them without even knowing. It's the same as breathing. We're not actually controlling our breathing. Mm. Our bodies are responding in the way they're designed to. So one of the biggest problems with something like the coronavirus is the fear that it induces. Mm. I mean, just my local supermarket yesterday, you could feel it was palpable. You could feel the energy was different in there. People are more watchful. People are wary. There's that kind of, and that's not good. (laughs) That's not good for us as human beings. So often we think, well, I'm going to hide away from that and watch the news. I won't go to the supermarket. And that's when we get to that disconnection bit. And because we're being advised not to hug, not to hold hands, not to kiss, all of that kind of stuff. All of that's really good for our immune system. Exactly. 
<laughs> it's all exactly it's all pointing us away from this natural connection that's not just nice to do it's actually really healthy you know we, we're designed to hang out together i mean seeing some of the restaurants you know they're moving all the tables away so that people are one meter away and we could talk about that all day about how bonkers the world is but i think you're right pointing back to what do we really think's going on here mm. and for me it's because we're living unnaturally we're so far away from our natural our natural state and you said something earlier about choice so we can choose to be fearful or we can choose to ignore it or we can and yeah we've been given the gift of choice that's what it feels like and it's such a blessing and a curse <laughs> but actually i do know that the more settled i'm feeling the more the choices i make will fit that resonance or that frequency which tend to be healthier so i'm less likely to go and make a big fat cheese sandwich if I'm settled, I'm more likely to open the fridge and mindful, mindfully choose some celery or something. And it's, yeah, it just, it's so interesting, yeah, Andy. Like I, I noticed this now. It's mm. weird. Um, I wrote about it just literally this week, where I notice when I'm speeding up, and there are certain things that I'm doing that give me clues. So, like, you know, making a quick sandwich or um buying food that's already been made not processed but made in the supermarket itself like we'll go out for lunch or so i i don't so i'm I'm not wasting time and making my own food um and so i'm really like it was become i was like oh that's happened and i was (laughs) i was starting to feel tired again and So this morning I actually decided, you know what, enough of this. I like, I want to slow down again. And so I hadn't made them in a long time, but I made some um, buckwheat pancakes and, you know, I I really shouldn't be eating gluten and I've been eating it. had shed a load of gluten in the last couple of months and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, come back, come back, come back, come back. Exactly. Come back to, to the simple souls that we are because we are simple. And I think I found myself, I was about six months ago, um, I, I did a quick shop. <laughs> and I remember when I got back, it's like, how did, I, what, how did I even choose this stuff? And it was like, somebody else must have put this in my trolley because there's no way that I would choose that. And it was like, well, you were completely out of your head, literally out of my head when I went around the supermarket. I did it on autopilot. I wasn't mindful. And that was really interesting. Also, I gave up, I stopped drinking a year ago. I stopped drinking alcohol a year ago. And it's, I'm just saying that I haven't had a drink for a year rather than I've given up alcohol for ages. And that's been a really interesting journey. Mm-hmm. So there's lots of change going on, just being simply be me when I go out rather than me clouded by this kind of veil <laughs> of red wine or whatever, which is what I was using it for to cover up who I am. Um, so yeah, the kind of, where were we? The the simplicity, the knowing ourselves, knowing who I am, not trying to complicate me, not trying to decide how I should show up. And that's, that's quite tricky, to be honest, that I realized that I kind of create over the years and this is, you know, then present her 
to people. And it's like, okay, so what if people knew me as I really am? What if I knew me as I really am? Hmm. And that's been quite an interesting kind of journey. When we started talking, I, I, I said to you, I think that I'm just, my life is, I can feel things changing. I was 60 last year. And interestingly, the which has been really interesting. Okay. Yeah, not starting. Okay. So, yeah, interestingly, the people that I seem to be working with now are often kind of young creatives, um, people in their kind of 20s who are feeling quite disillusioned and not quite sure what they're supposed to be doing. Um, it just, I'm finding the world very confusing. So with people, it's pointing them back to who they are, pointing them back to simplicity. So when you say pointing us back to who yeah. we are, what do you mean? Because there's somebody listening in and they're going, okay, look, um, Mandy, I'm yeah. panicking over what's going on. I don't know. I feel confused. I feel uncertain. Um, I read all this stuff on the media. I'm reading all this stuff and it's freaking me out. And, you know, um, I'm supposed to not, you know, stay at home. And then how can I do that? And so when you say come back to who we are, what are you really talking about? Because, yeah. yeah, I think, and I hear this a lot. And what I say to people is that I really do understand that. And me too, I can get into that kind of frightened state, anxious state. But what I see, let's say in you, what I see in you is this amazing being stardust really we're all made from that same kind of <laughs> amazing energy we're full of common sense we're full of wisdom we know what to do but we think that we don't know what to do so we start looking outside of ourselves for the answers we look to the experts and sometimes that can be helpful yeah. but when we're looking to the experts from a place of fear we tend not to hear the common sense mm. so I think what we were saying earlier, really, when I'm, or when any of us are truly feeling that kind of who we really are, which is the common sense and the wisdom, we know what to do. We're so equipped for living life today, although it really feels like we're not sometimes. Even with all the chaos going around us, we can be kind of easy natured. We can feel confident, competent, all of those things. And knowing that you've got that in you, even if you don't feel it right at the moment, can actually really help. Um, that can feel very hopeful to think, well, I, don't, I can't quite feel it at the moment, but it kind of resonates as a truth. People hear that as a truth. And staying in the conversation around that can be really helpful. Mm. And, you know, never saying to somebody, oh, your anxiety's made up or your worries made up, whatever. It's not. We really do feel that. Our, our minds are, in, are incredible at presenting us with some Tarantino-type movies. And then, of course, we live them. I'm really good at that. <laughs> and then I kind of snap out of it again. <laughs> but knowing that that's the illusion, that the common sense and the wisdom is the, it's, is the truth. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense because it's really hard when, when we're in it, when we're stuck in the, the fear and the anxiety. It's really hard to remember, actually, I am this amazing being made of stardust, full of wisdom and common sense. It's like it's not a mantra. It's actually when we feel that, experience it. That's a superpower. You know, it's so interesting because I had really not, 
I, it was kind of like coronavirus somewhere in China. And, and it's so interesting because in the, just in the last sort of week, I kind of thought, okay, well, there's loads of stuff going on. Maybe I should like look into this because I hadn't really, I hadn't really read anything or taken mm. anything in. I don't watch the news. I don't, and none of the people that I was around were really talking about it. And then suddenly it's like come into my awareness and, 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 and I could feel like, oh my God, you know, what's going on? This is it. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, hang on a second, Marina. You, like a week ago, you, <laughs> it was still going on and, and you didn't, you weren't experiencing any of this sort of stuff that you're experiencing right now. Are you okay? Yes. Are the people that you love okay? Yes. Are there things going on in the world? Yes. Um, what can I do that makes the most sense to me right now? Well, keep me healthy. Keep those that I care about healthy. Um, work on their immune system and go about my day. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. As normal as I can until I'm told that I can't leave my house. <laughs> Yeah, and I think some people would would say that that's being irresponsible and that you need to stay alert and you need to be watching the news all the time right. and that sort of thing. And it's like, well, actually, no, bless you, that's the opposite. What is going to be good for you is to is to just curl up on the sofa and watch a Netflix movie or, or read a book or hang out with your son. It's just that's what's going to help your immune system. And often we think, right, we'll take all these lotions and potions and things to keep our immune system healthy. Well, if we're in a state of overwhelm and anxiety, that's kind of, it's not even going to touch it. Well, it might a little bit. But from I love what you were saying, that question to ask ourselves, am I okay right now? What do I need to do? And for me, because I'm, I'm into homeopathy and supplements and things, I, I make sure my homeopathy kit's full. I make sure I've got vitamin C in the cupboard. These are just what suit me and my personality. Other people might have different things that they have in a way to respond, but it's almost like what makes sense to me? What's the common sense approach right now? What comes to mind is not to panic. What comes to mind is to mm. give my son as many cuddles as possible. What comes to mind is laugh. What comes yeah. to mind is to enjoy what I have right now because that's all we got. Absolutely. And you know the movie Monsters, Inc.? I'm, mm -hmm. I'm sure, yeah. Well, that's a classic example. You know, they, there was a misunderstanding. They thought by capturing all the fear from the kids, <laughs> then they could power a whole city. And then by the end of the movie, they realize actually by capturing the laughter and the love that kids exude, that will power a lot more cities. So knowing the power of love. I've seen oh, that so many times and I'm actually not. Watch oh, really? it again. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got from it. Watch it again. Yeah. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Totally missed that point. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah. But that's the truth. And we know, you know, the power, the power of love and laughter. And we kind of like get all serious about that point. Oh yeah, the power of love and laughter. Yeah, that's really important. It's like, no, no, love and laugh. <laughs> it's like, let's do more of that. But I love this point about being irresponsible because often we think uh, we're actually being lighthearted or we are laughing about something that's very serious, that we're being irresponsible um, around a really, really like dark and sinister topic. What, what's your take on that? Because I don't see it that way, but I'd love to know what your thoughts are. No, I know what you mean. It, it, I'm very careful not to offend that's always been part one of my issues actually 
but I'm so careful <laughs> not to offend that actually I often end up saying nothing. Mm. Um, so I'm kind of prejudging. If I say this, how will that land? How will that affect somebody? So I went to see the Book of Mormon last week. I don't know if you've seen that show, but it's really irreverent and filthy and really, you know, quite. Anyway, that's another story. Um, so where were we? Oh, yeah, people being irresponsible. That kind of, No, we do need to laugh more. We do. And I spoke to my, my younger brother last night. He lives in Devon. And the Devon humour is, is very odd. I'm from Devon. And some of their coronavirus jokes are just, <laughs> I can't remember any of them, sadly. But it's like, oh, my God, really? And it's, it's okay. Everything's okay. And we're so worried. And if somebody's got a relative that that's, that's actually dying of coronavirus or, or recently has, it's like we don't want to upset people. We don't want to offend people. So we get really serious. And actually, I think we probably need to take a few more risks. Well, I do in that area and just be lighter about it. It's the same with the climate change stuff. I don't know what. Is it your son, Leo? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're scaring our kids to death with some of the information we're giving them. You know, and it's like, let's be light about this, light and loving. We know what to do when we're coming from a light and loving place. This is what I was going to say and, 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 and sort of explore is um, this common sense comes back to sort of a lighthearted, loving piece, which is who we are. I'm far more creative and far more resourceful when I'm in that place than I am when I'm yeah. doomsdaying about the end of the, of the human race as it is. Yeah. Um, it's really difficult for me to, to kind of come up with common sense approaches or even just general um, creative approaches to life that could be actually really helpful. So true. I, mean, I run a program called Safe to Create, and it's because of that. It's actually when we're feeling safe, and I use that kind of word deliberately, because often we're feeling scared and we're feeling threatened and we're feeling worried. When we're feeling safe, we're so much more able to create amazing things. And not just things, but our body will create a kind of healthier environment when we're feeling safe. Um, but also, yeah, the creativity, the stuff that we can produce from that stage. When I'm in that state, I can write some really great stuff. I'm writing more now. When I'm not in that state, it's like it's a real effort. I'm not saying sometimes creativity can burst through. It, often when we're on our knees with sort of desperation, creativity will still burst through and we can create some amazing stuff. There was an amazing um, an example of this, actually, and Kind of as you were talking, there were there were two things um, that came to mind. The first was back in two thousand and eight when we had this economic crisis, mm-hmm. um, or not crisis, just another self correcting system. Yeah. Um, you know the market self correcting. Um, we had some incredible businesses come through that: Airbnb, Dropbox, mm-hmm. Uber. You know, like just incredible. Mm-hmm creative, disruptive companies come through um, that would have otherwise gone into companies like Microsoft and probably would have been lost in the quagmire of um, politics. But instead, there was a huge amount of creativity that came around because of that. And I know, you know, you might be listening and going, yeah, but this is not the same, Marina. It's coronavirus. It's a virus. It's life-threatening. It's not the same as the economy. Um, But once again, you know, I saw um, 
a guy that I know in a community that I'm part of, he has a business called the Warrior Academy, which basically teaches martial arts to kids. And he lives in Saudi Arabia, in Dubai. And um, one of the things that he was sharing was that all the schools had closed down. So all the kids were at home. Parents were going bonkers. Uh His work, like people couldn't go to his, where they were doing the, the Warrior Academy because they would have to travel and everything was a bit on lockdown. So he decided, okay. So he created this video where he has um, a video of him and his daughter and him getting really bored and her, she's getting really bored. And he's like, I understand, you know, to all the parents out here, I understand how boring and how awful it can be when you don't know what to do with your kids. They're supposed to be at school. And here's our solution. And so the solution was for him to go um, with his, whether it's his team, part of his team, to go to, to the homes to teach but also to have created a, a, a video program. Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. So what I saw in that was we're either stuck in the, in the, Oh God, this is awful. What we're going to do. And he had some major issues within the business. So like a big chunk of money that was supposed to come his way. Didn't. So he has to pivot. He had to kind of come up with this creative solution. He did. It was amazing. Mm. Um, and it's totally changed the where his business is going. But what I saw in that is, is we can either stay in fear and the, the, the oh God, this is awful. My business uh, is destroyed and this and that and the other. Or we can see it, okay, going, okay, it's, this is going on. If I take myself out of the problem, what is the solution? Because there's always one, right? There's always going to be yeah. opportunity. Where is the opportunity in this? Yeah, it could bring about an incredible result. Absolutely. And my strap line used to be from innate health come creative solutions. And I've changed that because people thought they had to get innate health from somewhere. What I was saying was this is innate. This is within us. We have the ability to come up with creative solutions all the time. Now, when we're, when we're in a state of fear, we have a really short view of the world. You can imagine that we've got a lot of thinking going on and we can only see what's in front of us, really. We get tunnel vision. When we're not in a fear state and we're kind of open-minded and open-hearted, the opportunities just show up all over the place. So these, some of the people now, the young creatives now that are coming up with some incredible, <laughs> incredible businesses, incredible ideas that who knows how that came about. Some of the ocean cleanup ideas are just fabulous. So from crisis will come opportunities, definitely. But we're more likely to spot the opportunities if we're not in a state of fear and panic. And that's opportunities for us individually, opportunities for our community, opportunities for the world. They're all there just because we can't see them. They're all walking towards us. Now, if we're blinkered by fear, we're not going to see them. They're just going to walk on by. (laughs) Whereas if if, if we're open and looking out, these opportunities are just going to be there for for the grasping. Hmm. so yeah if we can feel that excitement i'm sitting here now i can feel that excitement (laughs) you know it's like yeah hey yeah this is right this is true it's like i'm gonna walk out from from here with that feeling today what a much nicer feeling than when i woke up this morning which was all a bit doom and gloom (laughs) what am i going to do today This is it. So also have more of these conversations. That's what I say to people. Have more of the, if you, we feel ourselves going down the road of doom and gloom and isn't, isn't it all awful? The, what I call the supermarket conversation. 
when people meet at the checkout, it's like, isn't the weather awful? Oh, I know it's awful. And it's just, I don't want to be part of that conversation. You have conversations in the supermarket. I think that's the first. I've never actually had a conversation in the supermarket. Well, I try and avoid them because they tend to be like that. <laughs> or they should open another, they should open another checkout. It's all kind of like, bleh, 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 bleh. <laughs> so it's like, we'll avoid it. I mean, joking aside, I know that a lot of people are feeling very scared at the moment. And this is where choice can come into it. I've certainly met people who, through, I think, habitual thinking, will stay in that negative conversation, even when offered a different conversation, one that's maybe more exciting and, and more full of opportunity. Yeah. 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 No, I love that. And, you know, it's a bit like the analogy of the lotus flower, that, it, that it, it's such a beautiful flower that grows in muck. Yeah. And there is always like an opportunity for a solution. There's always a solution to a problem. Always. It's just that we're not being able to see it. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you might be thinking, yeah, but death isn't a solution. And I, but it's kind of the natural way of life. Really, that That is part of birth, death, self-correcting system it's all innate that's like what the what's going on yeah and that's a conversation that i think is not for now i'm sure because we're going to run out of time but for another time the, the whole conversation about death what is death what does it mean how does it affect us I lost my mum six months ago and my relationship with her has blossomed since <laughs> since she passed <laughs> which is fabulous and i'm remembering stuff that i I had just kept in a box because I was choosing to experience her in this way, one particular way. And then when I think maybe the fear of losing her, maybe all the fear of her illness and stuff, when that cleared, it was like I could see so many different opportunities for remembering her with love and appreciation. It was very, very interesting. And it's fine to do that. It's fine to celebrate feels odd celebrating my mother's death what on earth is that all about what's wrong with you <laughs> it actually it feels like a celebration it's interesting because it's just a new you know we celebrate, a new relationship yeah we, we celebrate the the births and why can't we celebrate the deaths i know in certain cultures they do because it's not a death per se it's a energy that's just transitioned into something new that's what it feels like to me yeah it's never really lost. It's just transitioned into something new. And so I don't know. Yeah. Like I, I just, um, I didn't know I was going to talk about this with you today. So it's, it's no. actually have this conversation because I think in times like this, it's these conversations, as you say, can really help um, to not feel so alone, to not feel so scared, to not feel, and that's not to say that Mandy and I don't, cause we do. Um, but to be honest, like, having this grounding has, has makes such an important, it, it is, it is such a, an incredible gift. Um, and it's a bit like, you know, in crisis, like the last thing you need to do is panic. You know, it's a bit, yeah. there's a, there's an accident, like the capacity that we have to lift up the car, to save somebody's life. What, what's that? Where does that come from? Yeah. Um, well, that's the same intelligence that still exists even through these moments of chaos and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also, you know, the supermarket conversation, I think actually what we can do is we can go into the supermarket and catch people's eyes and just say hello. And sometimes, how are you? 
And I think what what I, I know what I do is I tend to have ch- choose these conversations in places where I feel safe. For instance, talking to you that feels that feels safe. We're talking on the, you know the same level, the same playing field, whatever. But actually, I can take this understanding and actually do a little bit more sharing than I do at the moment. If I'm talking about a scary world, I can actually walk out into that world with a bit of excitement and a bit of bit of love, really. Whereas, what's my responsibility in this? Well, right. I mean, as once again, there's no point getting involved in the the the, the quagmire of fear when there are many of us that that see things differently and that could possibly share this in a different way. That absolutely people to see it too. Um, and it doesn't have to be preaching or teaching. It can be just a smile. It can be. It's almost like demonstrating that actually it's not a scary world by showing up in it. By going into London and going to a, a theatre that a lot of people will avoid. You know, I, I mean, there's common sense, but there's also how do I want to show up in the world? Yeah. Something you said earlier on, you know, about staying at home um, and not being able to go out. I think that's such a, it's such an incredible way to discover your inside world when you yeah. are at home and you can't leave the house. Um and not busy yourself. Yeah. Well, I guess you could be on your phone, but um, not rushing around and busying yourself. You have to slow down. You have to really slow down and start to really listen. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That's so cool. I think that's, yeah, maybe that's part of the grander plan that we don't even know about. <laughs> but literally, you know, sitting, I, yeah, I do this more and more now. I will just literally sit, no, no music, no TV, no phone, just sit. And I, I, I have my phone because I put the timer on sometimes. In case I fall asleep, but it might be half an hour, it might be an hour, it might sometimes two hours, where I literally just sit and see what comes, what comes to me. And it's a world that has been unfamiliar for many years for me. And getting back in in touch with that, it's been really interesting. So even if it's five minutes, so we can we can take an opportunity here to kind of just check in and go inside. Um, even if you are on lockdown, it's an opportunity to go inside even more so than if you know you have the capacity to run around the world in a and and to travel and to not be still. Yeah, well, I, I'm running a retreat in a couple of weeks' time, and assuming it will go ahead, and we're definitely going to be having lots of quiet time, which I wouldn't have done a couple of years ago. But now there's going to be regular opportunity for us to sit quietly. I think we need that even more now. I um, when I run my retreats here in Spain, um, one of the things that I've noticed is at the beginning, because usually we do sessions in the morning and then in the afternoon, yeah, it's free time. And the first day is always deeply uncomfortable for the mums. Yes, because they they're just not used to being still. No. no. And then the second day they have a massage and they also have quiet time. And the third day we usually go for a walk. So there's an element that comes into this by the third day. They're really into not doing. Yeah. And I see the quietening and I, and I realize that actually that's the, that's the power in this is to give them the space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, there's the two, there's a quickening and the quiet, the quietening. I think it's a bit like the kind of exhalation and inhalation. Yes. 
And often we're just holding our breath. We, we think we can live life just by inhaling. It's actually, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to die. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mandy. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show today. Now, if someone wants to contact you and goes, oh, she was a really nice woman. I'd like to. <laughs> I'd like to get more of her. How can, how can they do that? The, the best way is to go onto my website, which is www.mandyspray.com. So very easy. Um, and there's contact details and things on there. Wonderful. Um, and Facebook, Mandy Spray on Facebook. Um, well, everything will be in the show notes. No problem there. Yeah, lovely. Okay. Now, I've really enjoyed it. Great to have the conversation, isn't it? Yeah, wonderful. Thank you so yeah. much. Beautiful to okay. have you. Go and watch Monsters, Inc. again. I will. And so that's been on the show today, um, listening in, I hope you enjoyed it just as much as I did. I'm now feeling far more calm and collected than I was when I first got on and with a huge amount of optimism. So thank you, Mandy. Um, thank you. That's no, great. Until the next time, bye-bye for now. And there we have it, another amazing episode of The Joy of Being. And if you'd like a more personalized touch to live a stress-free life, then why not find out more about the Joy of Being retreat, an intimate four-day profound experience at a luxury venue in Javier, Spain, where you get to experience your inner calm and peace of mind by slowing down and making space. To find out more, email me at marina marinapearson.com with Joy of Being retreat in the title. If you loved what you heard here today and it's been helpful, why not subscribe or share the podcast with others? So until next week's episode, remember you are the joy you seek.